Hello everyone and welcome to the Housecast. It's very kindly sponsored, it does cost us a few quid. Johnny Russell has dug deep and managed to uh, find a few quid to pay for what we need to pay for it. So thanks very much Johnny. Let's support him all we can at Milltown Pies and Art Caterers. So check him out online and don't forget to visit his shop on Cornwall. I hope everyone's keeping well out there in these uh, extremely difficult times and it's good to see some feedback saying that podcasts like this are helping uh, people are having a good laugh at it, so we'll try to keep them going. We've got quite a lot of guests lined up now, supporters, ex-professionals, players, and it's all banter. It's all a good chat and a good laugh. So, I'm Jez, Jez Hope, ex-Lorehouse player, and I'm hosting this uh, podcast for today. With me, the other presenters, I've got Joe Martin with me and Gary Morehouse. So, Joe, how's it going in, uh, in the Martin household? Uh, it's all right. Every day is a bit like Groundhog Day, though, isn't it? I mean, you end up doing the same, <laughs> same thing most days. But it's fine, you know. There's, there's, there's no arguments or anything like that. Mainly because I don't really speak to, uh, <laughs> to some of the others. No. Just, to, just to avoid any confrontation, you know. Are you and Paddy playing any cricket? Are you, you know, in the hallway or anything? Yeah. No, we Paddy's learning to play the guitar quite reasonably well, to say the least. And obviously, from previous times, I I used to love singing. Right. Um, so Paddy will play some songs, and I will sing along right. where I, where I can pick up the tune. Right. Is it country um, and western? Some bits are country and western. Some bits are are like pop music. And I mean, as a classically trained singer, trying to sing the script isn't isn't in my isn't really in my repertoire, but I do my best. And also with us today is uh, Gary Morehouse, round on the south coast. How's it going, Gaz? Grand, yes, grand, you? Yeah, yeah, we're doing all right. Yeah, keep, uh, yeah. Keep away. still a bit slow down here, you know how it is. Yeah, but... None of the tourists have turned up, thankfully, yet, so they're all behaving themselves and staying away in the main. Oh, yeah, I never thought about that. I mean, there's a few issues in the lakes and... Uh... Uh, and areas up here, people all going up for picnics and everything, and the and the locals are going ape shit. But uh, celebrate. Yeah. Made some good bread. Yeah. 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 Made a Roman loaf. A Roman loaf. Really nice. Yeah. A Roman loaf. Yeah. Fantastic. Tasted all right. It did look like it'd been dug up about two thousand years ago, but it is all right. <laughs> well, Gary the baker. Gary the. Baker. Uh, oh no. Uh, Needs yeah, absolutely, yeah. Needs must keeps you busy. Keeps you busy. And these podcasts are keeping us busy as well, so that's good. Uh, so now let's get on to our guests. Uh, today we've got two extremely likable, lovely lads, and they're both ex-professional sportsmen and very good friends to certainly to myself and to to Lower House. One's been on before, and it's the one and only Tony Woodworth. How you doing, Tony? How you keeping? Hello, well, thank you. Anything to report? No, nothing at the minute, Jez. Just keeping busy as always. Right. Just describe Tony for the listeners. He's uh, he's tucked up in a hoodie. He's got the hood up. He's got the uh, zip right under his nose, and he, he looks like he's in the Antarctic. He's he's freezing here, Jez. Freezing. Really? Not like little Joe Martin in his pajamas. <laughs> well, I've actually got, um I've actually got my uh, summer dressing going on. Because um, it's a bit, it's a bit lighter. That's good. Tony. Only I was, Joe. Only I was. <laughs> That's good, Tony. That's keeping well. Uh, our other guest, who's on, uh, who's on and listening in, played state cricket in Australia. He has actually played Test cricket for Australia. He's made his debut in 2010. He's played 27 Tests, finishing with fantastic averages. 
welcome Ryan Harris. How are you, Ryan? I'm good, Jez. It's great. To, it's great to be part of this podcast. Thanks for having me on. Relatively early this morning over here in the UK and over there for you. You're probably looking at what is it now? Eight o'clock at night, nearly. Yeah, it's seven. Quarter seven. to seven. So yeah. That's good. I apologise, Ryan. We we generally have another presenter on, Joe Benaducci. Uh, he couldn't make it this morning. He's had to go to Aldi shopping. Um, Rachel's kicked him out. Doesn't <laughs> <laughs> surprise me, Jez. We're yeah. all here about Joe Benaducci. So that's right. He's not here to defend himself about his captaincy. Yeah. After hearing um, the podcast with, with Andrew McDonald, he's got a bit to answer for for his captaincy. So um, that's okay. Yeah. He has, yeah, he has, that's Joe, and he, if he talked the great game, it would appear. Um, yeah. His facts and figures. So, uh, so, we'll get straight into it, lads. Um, feel free to join in at any other, you know, any questions that anyone's got. Uh, Tony's a, a really big friend of Ryan's, and he's here as his sidekick, I think, and uh, to help him along and to, to, to keep jogging his memory, Tony. Is that about right? Really big being the appropriate word, Jez, I think, in the <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I don't think so. So you know, we said that. So, uh, <laughs> just give us. I think you're in Australia. You know, on, on the on a serious note, in Australia, you, the COVID nineteen has not affected you bad in the UK. How is things over there now? How's it? Uh, how's it going? Yeah, it's it. To, to be honest, compared to where probably you guys are, it's, you're right. It's not as. Um, I mean, it's it's serious, but it's nowhere near as serious as you guys. It's it's uh, really sad hearing what's going on over. I guess uh, in the UK and also America, but um, I think we've just we've just touched a hundred deaths, uh, and you guys are I think in the what are you the twenty thousands or something like that, or thirty thousand. So it's it's um it's it's amazing uh, to hear the numbers that are coming out of obviously the UK and America. But um, I think we touched I think we're one hundred and one hundred and two uh, deaths. So he- hearing you know hearing that it's it's um it's been phenomenal the way. Something like this is it's just taken over the world. It's it's yeah. just amazing. So we're, we're um yeah we're lucky with with we we react reacted pretty quickly with with border closures and all that sort of stuff. The health system's been good. Uh, the government's been quite good in closing stuff and all that sort of stuff. Even the even the state borders are still closed. The curve, as they say, is 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 flattened. But you know there's still you know slowly uh, pubs are still closed, which is killing Queenslanders and Australians. The food outlets are still the food outlets aren't going so good, but uh, in business. But look, it's it's starting to get better. Fortunately, we're we're, we're probably miles ahead of where you guys are. But um, yeah, you know, bottom line is we, we've we've um, we've coped pretty well. But obviously, there's still been lots of life, which isn't great. Unbelievable, you know. If we thought six months or however long ago that something like this would be happening and affecting everyone's life, it's uh, the West Indies might be coming <laughs> over to the to the UK to tour. Yep. That, that seems extremely um, unlikely. I would have thought. What's, what's it like in Australia for any tours or anything like that? Well, it's it's funny you say that. Um, we have we have India coming over in October, and that's when, when, when you're talking India, <laughs> heaven and earth will be moved to come, for them for them to come over I, because you know it's worth a lot of money. You know when it, when when bottom line is which which is really surprising when it comes to health and everything that's going on. You know money is going to dictate over here, which is ultimately disappointing in a way, I guess. So when when it comes to I guess sport in general, and and ultimately as I just said, it's probably contradicting a bit what I just said, but. 
when it comes to sport in general, I think ultimately what I found, what we found over here in Australia, and and you guys with the Premier League as well, and all the sport that goes on is, I, I don't think people or the world realises how much they rely on sport. So if there's that opportunity of, uh, again, we're, we're talking two different countries. We're talking you guys who are so much more, um, you know, into this situation situation than probably than what Australia are but if there's a possibility I think we're talking about touring there in September even so if there's a possibility of getting I guess normal life up and going and 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 there can be ways around doing that. Take away the dollar factor again probably contradicting a bit what I just said but take away the dollar factor if we can get back to life as as normal as what we know it then and there's a way of doing it and there's quarantine factors all that sort of stuff then let's do it. Uh, it, it is really surprising that the problem I think the problem we have with that and we're probably going to be political here is that you know we're going to do some for one thing for some things and then others for others and but I think when it comes to sport if, if we can get it going up and going again I think all for it if the government's going to ground it and you know let's get it going oh, I am really surprised to see potential tours going in the UK I guess you know, with, with, the, with the way it's been hit so hard over there it's it's um, such a um, alarming figures that are <laughs> There's so, they're so amazing figures over there. So yeah. let's um, let's just hope we. Bottom line, let's just hope we can get back to playing cricket and, and playing sport. I mean, I, I can't wait for the Premier League to to get back and going. To be honest, and if we can do it in a safe way, then and there's a possibility of doing it in a safe way, then let's do it. I'm sure people have uh, have been watching or seen that the the German league started again. They're mm. playing, and that's all getting televised over here. And it is you're right. What you say, there's some real big decisions to be made for you know, for, for important people, because sport is a vital part. Can't treat this, uh, this lightly. So, uh, fingers crossed, let's hope we get, we get everything up and running. Listen to your podcast. You're on the hard yards a few yep. days ago. Listen to that, Ryan. What a great listen presenter there. I'm assuming he's next golf pro, is he, Matt? He is. Yeah, he's a guy that I met a few, a few sort of uh, pro ams um, that I played golf pro ams, and um, he's a good guy, Matt Guide, and played played a little bit in Japan and played a little bit around the world. And yeah, he sort of turned his uh, turned his career, I guess, into a, a golf pro and uh, sorry, a, a teaching pro and yeah. Um, He's trying to get the media, yeah. So, and he's a he's a massive. Uh, he's, he's obviously a very proud Queensland. He's a massive sports uh, sports buff. So, yeah, it was a really good chat with him. He, he he was a guy that follows everything, especially cricket, but everything closely, and asked the good questions about just the ins and outs and how and how well sport in general. He's done it a lot with uh, rugby league and rugby union, but how sport in general works. So, it was a really good chat. Yeah, it did. It came across fantastically well, and the way you chatted about your coaching and to to international, you know, cricket uh, at the outset. Just just summarise a little bit. You know, you talked about your time at South Australia, and then and then going over to Queensland and the issues you had there. Can you just tell us how your cricket career started at uh, a professional level. Yeah, it's it's well, it's a long story, and and obviously a couple of you guys know, but I'll try and keep it as brief as possible. But uh, I mean, I, I started, I left school in 1999, went over to play over in England, and went over to Gerrits Cross down in I think it's North London. You might correct me if I'm wrong there, but went over there, came back from from there, worked for a little bit, 
basically worked for a contract. I, I played and tried to get a contract in South Australia, and I got that in 2001. And, and from then, in 2001, I was obviously contracted till 2008. Along that, along that time, I think out of those seven years or eight years, uh, seven and a half years, probably actually less than that. It was probably uh, four and a half, five years. I, I was I was a a good cricketer, someone who always you know loved playing cricket, worked hard, wanted to play cricket as professional, but also didn't mind being a professional off the off the pitch. I guess that's why. <laughs> so I, I sort of put it. I didn't mind um, being the first at the bar and being first and put my hand up that I you know found someone at the end of the night to to uh, well, I was talking to all night you know in the, in a in a bar and. A lovely lady, all that sort of stuff, and so I didn't look after myself. I guess I didn't, I didn't, um, I didn't take it as seriously as I as I should have. And then I, I think it was about 2005. I think it was where Wayne Phillips, ex Australian Test cricketer, wicketkeeper, sort of he was coach of the South Australian Redbacks, and he, you know, I, I'd been in and out. I played some games. I showed a lot of talent, but I just never sort of took that next step, and I never cemented my spot in the in the team. I guess, and and. Um, you know, Darren Lehman, who I played, who's still a, obviously a mentor of mine to this day, but we, we sort of grew up at, at the same club at, um, at Salisbury and Northern Districts back in South Australia. And you know, even he was at one stage there, he was always, he'd give me so much confidence. And I got to the stage because he was very good friends with, with Wayne. And I sat down with Wayne in his office and, I, and actually, he, I sat down with him and he said, mate, we're, we're, um, we're going to let you go. We, 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 we're, um, we're, we've got a better squad. We don't feel you're going in the same direction. We think you're, you know, wasting your talent and all that sort of stuff. And I was, I was obviously very disappointed and didn't agree with him. But um, anyway, long story short, as I said, uh, a week and a half later, I was back in Wayne's office and he sat me down and said, look, what I said the other week, I still agree with, but we've had an opening in our contract list. We're going to actually keep you on contract and we're going to give you another chance. Not, not as if necessarily want you to, but here's the opportunity. You're, you're our first reserve, I guess, and this is what we're going to do. So... And he gave me a good stern talking to. And, and from then, um, I guess I, I did. I started looking after myself and doing the right thing. And sort of. And then Darren got in my ear and said, mate, look, I'll, I'll back you as far as you know I can and all that sort of stuff. And uh, I, want you to, I want you to be a cricketer. I, I think you're good enough. And, and then that was enough for me. So I sort of started putting in a bit. And, and then the, I guess the rest is history. History. I sort of took off. I started playing well. Came to 2008-9. I think I was over at Sussex. I was supposed to play a season in Sussex. Didn't didn't uh, quite work. I, I tried to do a dodgy with the uh, with the British passport, which uh, is still a contentious uh, subject with my manager. Don't worry about that. But um, it didn't work out. But um, I, I made the decision to move to Queensland, which um, which was yeah a huge decision because it, it was something I never saw happening. Uh, I had a great. Really, well, great. I say great. It was a really good two and a half years in South Australia and leading wicket taker. And they didn't. They didn't. All I all I wanted was a, a three year contract. I had eight one year contracts. Uh, they didn't give me three. Queensland decided to give me three with a bit more money. And the rest is history. I, I moved to moved to Queensland and sort of took off from there. I, I never. I didn't move to Queensland to play to. Uh, test cricket, uh, cricket for Australia. I moved to Queensland basically to my, my dream at the time was to play in the Shield final, Sheffield Shield final, and right. and that's why I sort of moved to, to to Queensland to do that. And um, the first year I moved, we actually did. I, I broke my foot against South Australia. I didn't play in the final, but um, that that was what we wanted. What I wanted to do, and as I said, the rest is history. I, I ended up playing pretty good cricket, and 
and ended up playing for Australia. So, yeah, it was a huge move at the time, I guess. Yeah, I needed a change and, and it felt good and I did it. Yeah, and no regrets, I guess. You know, obviously no regrets of, of your, Queens, your move to Queensland. And, and it's really interesting how, you know, South Australia is, you know, you buy your team, you want to stop there, but that's professional sports, you know, isn't it? As Tony, have you, you know, I know you, you've known Ryan a long time. Uh, were you aware of that? Yeah, we, uh, as you know, Ryan and I used to keep in contact close season. Um, you still? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I, again, I think it's a, it's a story that we'll probably come on to later. But Ryan, Ryan actually took us over to Old Trafford one one year for a Roses match because Darren Lehman and Jason Gillespie were playing for Yorkshire. Ryan met met with them and, and they invited Ryan back to the hotel at Worsley, which we we you know there was I think it was me, Jez, Nicky, Ryan, and I think was it Marky Ryan? There, yeah, there was I probably other, was. And I yeah. think this was probably this was probably at the time, Raz, when when you were going through that difficult time yeah. in, in looking after yourself and and, yeah. and you were only getting one year contracts and and I know you know this, but we we sat with Darren Lehman in, in the bar. Uh, and it was absolutely, it was fantastic for us. But you were saying, I'm not listening to this. Mm. I'm not listening to, I listen to this shit all year round, so to speak. Because, but Dar- Darren Lehman spoke so highly of you and, and your abilities and just said, you know, he needs to just concentrate on, on what he, he, he wants to do and that's be a professional cricketer. Everything else will fall into place for him. But I remember, I remember speaking to you when you were back in South Australia and you were, you were ready to give it all up. Uh, ready, I, not, not vaguely, no. I, I remember having... Uh, definitely second thoughts but uh, yeah I guess at the time um, yeah. it was more anger because I, I mean I'm sure we'll get to but I, I don't have a lot outside of cricket at the time I didn't know what I was going to do I guess that was the that was the uncertainty about you know about that you were talking about going selling cars for your friend and yes. I'm saying Ryan you I can't was. do that you can't yeah. do that you, you know Darren yeah. Lehman says this and Darren Lehman Things you've got it, and I mean, Frank, like you say, the rest is history in it, and 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 yeah. you, you, you took it on board, and you know your passion for Donnermeat from Planet Pizza <laughs> subsided, and I, I took it on for you. It's still there. It's still there. <laughs> I'm just going to say, you know, it was it was very very, you know, Ryan was 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 going through a very very tough time with. Uh, mm. I only picked these things up from what Ryan told us, but you know the, the contracts that it was offered were never the best contracts. And it was, mm. it was like, a, correct me if I'm wrong, Raz, but you used to say it was like a step ladder. No two players were on the same salary, and yeah, basically, you know, you'd, uh, no, and you yeah. you were always deemed at the the, the lower end, and, and you thought you perhaps should have been treated a little bit better. Which yeah, and that was the thing. I, I think I always sort of the bottom end of the contract system, and that was fine. But then when I sort of started getting better, and, and that was when I sort of I thought I I never I never demanded anything more because of, mm. of of the way I was and and the consistency that I'd probably had at times but not enough and then and then when I got to the stage where you know I, I don't it wasn't as if the first the first good year I had I went in and said I need this I want this and this and I, it was two and a half probably three years of decent cricket that I went in and yeah. said look I think I've earned it, earned it. And, and 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 to, and to the story Rod Marsh was the, the high performance manager at the time and he was there and he said, no, I, you know, I, and, and the board as well who, who support his decisions that, no, we don't think it's, you know, we don't think three years is this or money's this. And, you know, and that was fine. And then, you know, I, I, obviously Queensland came in with this, the, the offer that got me there. But since then, when I first sort of, um, it was a tour of the West Indies where 
Rod Marsh was a selector. I, I was at breakfast. It was early. We'd, we'd got there early. It was obviously a long trip and we were jet lagged. And I sat down. I was sitting by myself and, and Rod came in and said, can I sit? I said, yeah, love to. And I, and I wasn't sure. I mean, when he sort of came over, I was still a bit, I know he's a chairman, I was chairman selector at the time, but I was a bit unsure how the relationship was because in the back of my head was the South Australian thing. And he sat down mm. and we you know, got a coffee and he actually said to me, first, one of the things he said to me, he said, Rhino, I made a mistake. I apologise. I said, what are you talking about, Rod? You, I'm, I'm here in the West Indies, mate. You picked me. <laughs> I'm on the test tour. So I'm, I'm not, you haven't made a mistake. He said, no, no, back in, in South Australia, when I should have given you that three-year deal, I made a mistake. And I, and I was, for that to happen for me, that was, and, and Rod was a person who I respected so much. And, and even mm. at the time, I didn't have any 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 um, negatives. Well, I probably did because <laughs> I didn't want to leave But at the time. But, I, but you know, I, I, saw his, I saw the outcome of it. I saw the history of it and and that was fine but then for him to sit down and say that was was a huge thing but i, I do remember that too I, I remember being at a stage where i was like what am, what am i going to do and uh, mm. as i said as you said one of my good mates um sold cars and i thought he offered me that you know if things go bad he could probably come and work for me and that was a thing and thankfully that didn't happen no that's um i mean it is really interesting that is there anything uh joe martin you want to add yeah i was as is uh frequent on this podcast i'm having to let the cat through the door um <laughs> Something that's become quite apparent in the lockdown to me uh, with sports people and uh, someone who, who got to the highest level like Ryan did was there's a lot of reward in playing professional sport and getting to the highest level. But at the same time, there's a lot of sacrifice that has to be made. And I guess when you're talking about when you're unsure about whether you're going to play or anything like that, I guess that trade-off is a really fine line between whether the reward is worth the sacrifice that you're going to get in and hard work that you put in. What I'm trying to say is a lot of sports people will, will go through that and a lot of them won't make it. So I think it's even more impressive that you went through that process and then came out the other side um, as a stronger cricketer. It's a really good point because I think it'll, it, it really depends on, I think, your attitude on where you're at at the time. A lot of people would say, oh, no, that's bullshit. You know, I disagree with you and just go. And, you know, my, 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 my attitude right then was, I'm going to prove you wrong. Wayne, when he sat there and, and spoke to me, I'm going to prove you wrong. I'm going to, I know without... And I don't want to sound arrogant at all, but I, I know I've got it in me to do well. Um, I know I can be a good cricketer. I know I can be. I can do a job for you in the team, uh, the squad that we had. I know I can do that for you. I probably should have known that before, but I didn't. But when the, when it came to the time where everything's been pulled away from you and your opportunity's been pulled away from you, ripped under, sort of ripped under your feet, it's that's when you realise. And it, I wish it hadn't have taken that long to for me to realise um, that, but it did. And when he said that, I was like. I'm gonna. No, that's. I disagree with what you're saying, but I'm. You know, I've got an opportunity. I, I, I played at a really, really good club with with great leaders, great senior players. Were helping me out, helped me out all the way through to get to playing um, first grade cricket to get me into the South Australian squad. You know, and, and I knew I had, I had, I bounced a lot, of, lot of, lot of information off them, a lot of talk off them. But as soon as he said that, I was like, I'm, I'm going to prove you wrong. And, and that was the big thing about. I mean, that was for me as well. That the feeling I had then about that or, or, or for that was, I'm going to prove you wrong. It had told me in myself that I could do it. I, I want, the, I want the, I love playing. I had the red cap. As we as we had the South Australian cap and the one day cap and I and I love playing for it and I love playing for guys that I played with and I wanted it more so that was the I guess the answer to your question you, you can you can just give up and say well you you know the coach is telling you what you're wrong you're wrong whereas if you if you want it so bad and you want to make a career out of it or a living out of it or whatever it is twelve months time I'm going to be sitting in front of you and you're going to be saying I made a mistake the coach has made a mistake and and you've earned your spot back and that was sort of my my mentality and I guess from there it, it sort of took off. 
you know, you didn't mention it in the Hard Yards podcast, mm. but you've got, you know, you've made yourself a state cricketer who's very well respected and, a, you know, of a, a, a good standard and, and getting great figures. And yet your test career came a little bit later than that. Now, you didn't mention it in the podcast of the Hard Yards, the fact that there was players... If, you know, when you've got Shane Warne and McGrath and these other top cricketers, there's only space for so many bowlers. And, and, mm. and I think you, I can't remember who the coach was that you mentioned and they tinkered with your, your bowling, worked out, yeah. weren't running in quick enough. Just talk us how that happened, how you could change in, because you weren't a young kid then, were you? I'm assuming you were early 20s. I was mid 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 twenties then. I think I, I had someone in South Australia. I would have been um, freaking twenty three, twenty four, and I, I must admit to this day. And as I said, a couple of messages back and forth. Jez, my memory's terrible, but the 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 coach. I mean, I ran in. I, I always could hit a decent length. I could swing the ball, but it was just as a sweatband swinger. That that was sort of what I was known as, and that's what I class myself as. <laughs> I could run in and you know bowl a, a quick hundred and thirty in in Premier or Grade cricket. Which was, you know, you could scare a few blokes in. I got my chest out and my shoulders back. Oh, how good am I? But when that came to first class cricket or domestic cricket in, in one day stuff, you know, the same ball would get hit, you know, for four or six. But so uh, Peter Muggleton was a guy in, in South Australia who's still coaching in, I think he coaches a local club in Adelaide still. He he just got me and said, what? Let's, let's just, you know, obviously I was fitter and stronger because I, I, I applied myself a bit more and I was fitter and stronger. And he just said, let's, let's work on a, uh, I had a similar run up. I might have shortened a bit. Let's run in a bit harder and let's hit the crease and just work on your feel and timing at the crease. Let's just land and, and feel yourself explode. Don't rush it and don't try and bowl too fast. And you know what? It just clicks. It just happened. I went from probably 125, 130 to oh, at my best. Well, I've been clocked at 155. No, that, that was far. That was ridiculous. I think the, the, the clock might have been a bit higher then, but mid to low 140s, you know, high 130s, which is quick enough. And, you know, to, to gain 10, 15, 10, you know, 13, 14 Ks, it was huge. But I was still able to swing the ball and, and keep the seam up. And that was the thing. That's what I made a career on. Peter got me, Peter Mumson got me doing that. And then once I moved to Brisbane, Joe Dawes, who, was a, who played a lot of cricket in England with, with um, Middlesex and, and a lot of county cricket, he was, he was awesome as well. He just, you know, he just, he, with coming to Brisbane, he, he got me to bowl the length I needed to bowl. So bowling is short of a length, which I, I call, I, I teach my bowlers, the guys I teach, sexy length, where the ball, gives it looks good, but the batter leaves it, goes over the stumps, but, you know, they, they can't quite short a play or, or leave it, but it misses the stumps, you know, sexy length. Now, Joey and, and then Craig McDermott, as I moved into Australian stuff, taught me to hit the stumps an inch and a half below the top of off, and, and that was how I did it. And he did the same with Pete, Craig McDermott did the same with Pete Siddle. By doing that and learning that length, you know, keeping the seam up, and, and trying to swing it, or if it didn't swing, if the seam was straight, it'd move around. That that was I made a career out of that. And as I said, it wasn't it wasn't Mitchell Johnson pace, it wasn't Brett Lee pace. But at times, you know, I had a few English guys. I played a lot against England, so it was great to get some feedback from those guys. But a lot of them would say, "Geez, uh, you hit the bat harder than you think." And and and, and I and I never asked them because I never wanted to impede on them. But you you know you hit the you hit the bat quite hard. It feels like it's a hundred and you know fifty whatever it is. And yeah. But it moves around. It's like, well, that's that's you know that that for me was a great bit of feedback, and obviously some pretty good players <laughs> uh, yeah. that I played against. But yeah, it wasn't. It was probably more. I I, I just concentrated on a bit more fitness, being fitter, and, and trying to get a little bit stronger. To this point, to this day, I, I can't say I did this or I did that. I didn't make massive changes in my action. It was just uh, probably applying myself a bit better than, than what I did in the past. But it, I mean, it worked. Yeah, yeah, clearly, yeah. yeah. You know, looking back at the, and you're exactly right. With that. You know what you say there. You know, you've got your six foot six bowlers, 
to the bowling. Mm. You know, they're pitching it too far up because they're trying to hit the stumps, and it becomes a half, you know a half volley sort of. Yeah, ball, exactly. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, and, and, and at first it's fantastic to see. Gary, is there anything you want to work to come in with? I mean, from from getting your chance in the in the Australian side, and then to ultimately peaking at Wisden Cricketer of the Year and Man <laughs> of the Series in Ashes. Ashes uh, series and things like that. How did that all come? Up? How did that feel? How, I mean, that must have moved hell of a, at hell of a pace. So, so to getting your debut at, at plus thirty, which you know not many fast bowlers do, to be coming mm. the fourth. Was it only the fourth cricketer ever to, to take hundred Test wickets after making the debut debut at thirty? So. Uh, that must have been a hell of a period. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure about stats. It was something similar to that. But like I said, for me, it was it was move, the move definitely helped up to Queensland. But I, oh, I still feel for the way I was bowling at the time. If I was in South Australia, it still probably would have eventuated. But I never ever thought. Yeah, the, the dream for me was obviously to, to get to get the baggy green. That's what that's what we all dream of. And and same as obviously the England guys. But I sort of thought if if I was ever going to play for Australia, it was probably going to be one day cricket. And 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 growing up through that era. With McGrath, with Lee, with Bickle, Kasperwitz, probably to an extent. There were so many bowls that, that were around. Yeah, I guess to, to get that opportunity to, you know, 2010 in New Zealand where I, where I debuted. Or 2009, I debuted for one, in one day cricket. But then, yeah, get that opportunity to, to 2010 to play against. I was in New Zealand and, and that was amazing. And then to progress on, I think 2011, I, I did 2011 when England won in Australia. That was, that was a huge letdown. But... <laughs> Obviously, losing the Astros in Australia, being the first side to to do that, I, I ended up I broke my ankle in in Melbourne in the third test, which which wasn't great. But yeah, as you say, go. I think to, to to go on and 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 do and look back now. I don't normally do this. I was actually sitting last night. I had a couple of mates over, and we were sitting back looking at a few wickets that I'd taken over over the last few years on YouTube, and it brought back some really good memories. And and and. And and one of those series was the England series where, as I said, I've got a pretty bad memory, but to, to, to watch them last night to go through them, I was pretty proud just to, to say that I've actually done it. I've played in, you know, an in, in Ashes series in England. Unfortunately, it should have been two. I, I fell over the last hurdle in 2015. But to, to, to represent the country, our country, and, and play in such a series as the Ashes, obviously here in Australia, in Australia and also over in England, was huge. So, yeah, it was... To, and, and, and obviously to perform well, you know, no Mitchell Johnson then. Um, you know, that was a that was a tough time. We we, we missed him, but we, we had a reasonable attack still. But to be able to come out of that series and, and look back now and say, you know, I was I was sort of a I guess a player of the series at, 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 to an extent. But to take wickets and, and do well, that, you know, my, my, my Carter's my, my boy's only about to turn five. You know, one day you know I'll show him that footage and hopefully he realizes how good that is. But yeah, it, it's still a bit surreal to be honest because I never ever thought I'd play Test cricket. You know, and that was something I never um, always dreamed of, but never thought I would because of the, the 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 talent we had in this country, I just never thought I would. And, and so to, to look back now and, and see that in history books is is very surreal. You know, even. I said I don't like pumping myself up, but you now my my auntie only a couple of years ago walked through the Lord's change rooms and saw my name on the board and texted me straight away. So that that sort of stuff is is very very surreal, you know. Doing a bit of research, I was just looking at that ball when you got Alistair Cook out first ball. You know, I mean that that will stick in your memory as being being right up there as being a you know, fantastic moment for yourself and for the country. Yeah, exactly. And 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 I've said it over the years that I, I tried to bowl that ball. 
for 15 years. <laughs> you know, to swing it in, pitch it and swing away off the wicket. You know, and I, and I must have to say, I must thank a lot of people around the world in England, England and Australia that they repost it at least once a year. So I, have to, I always take benefit of watching it, you know, and, yeah. and seeing it. But, I, you know, that, that particular series, we, we, um, we got beat in England and, and we, we, we knew that, you know, it was back-to-back Ashes series, which is really unusual. Now we got back home and, and sat down and we said, we've we got to redeem ourselves and we wanted to play well. And, you know, obviously we did. But I, I, we got to that test match. That was the second innings. First ball was the second innings. And I must admit, I, I, I never I never really got... Ner- I, I obviously got excited, I guess, slash nervous a few times. But the night before that, I, never, I, I reckon I got about two hours sleep. I was that, that nervous because we were 2-0 up. The, the excitement and, and the possibility of winning the Ashes, uh, I think it was the fourth day that day. It went into a fifth day because was, uh, I think Stokes and someone else, um, might have been best though, I can't remember. But it was, it was really nerve-wracking. Um, and I didn't sleep, potentially knowing that we could have won the Ashes that day. And you know, so but to come out and do that, actually it might have got another day, but as I said, I've got a bad memory. But to, to be able to do that, to, to run in, I guess... The first ball of an innings to do that to, to a guy that, as I said earlier, I, I played a lot of cricket against England and I had really good battles against Pookie. You know, in 2011, he, Pete, uh, KP and, and Trotty and Bell smacked us around. So it was nice to get a little bit of redemption, <laughs> I guess, with, yeah. with that. Cookie was such a good player to be able to, I guess, produce that. And at the time, I, I was really struggling with, because my body was, was really sore and aching and bit, you know my knee was a bit sore I was struggling with my first couple of overs almost to the point where I'd to Michael I'd say keep the boys you know I'm happy to have two slips instead of three with a brand new ball put them on the ring just to get my my body going because I was bowling half volleys and I said to him you know this guy's I was feeling all right so he said no no let's let's go to the normal normal um you know first over the field and thankfully I uh, actually I actually ran in halfway in I nearly I said to myself I'm sore I'll stop I should have stopped the run up but I didn't and, really? and right. I guess the rest yeah I actually did I ran in I thought I'm not I'm not quite ready I was oh you know I was a bit stiff and <laughs> Somehow, somehow it came out well. Yeah, it, and I've said it a number of times since. I, I try, I've tried to bowl that ball for well, the whole career. Yeah, fantastic. I mean, it's fantastic for you know for you and for like you said, for the people to to see that. Mm. As you're aware, you listen to the Macca podcast the other, you know that we did the other day. You've listened to that. It's very similar format, Ryan. Just want to talk about you know how you came to. To sign for Law House in 2003, what were the circumstances around that? Uh, I guess it was just like everyone. A lot of people or players over here that we want to go over to England and play cricket. And um, yeah, I, actually, to be honest, I can't remember exact exact uh, details of it. But the opportunity, I'd heard a lot about the Lancashire League. Um, I did a lot, obviously when the opportunity came up, I, I, I did a lot of research on it and saw far out the players that had been through it back there and then. So. Yeah, the opportunity for me was to to get over, and I, for me it was more about just trying to learn a bit more of playing England. As I said, I've been over. In, I was over in '99, which um, I was only 19, so I probably didn't really understand my game as much, and and then wanted to get over and make the most of the opportunity to get over and play. Probably more more improve my batting. That was that was the main thing because I knew that uh, obviously the research I'd, I'd done and and spoke to a couple of people that the the pro obviously was a really important player in the team and. Uh, the opportunity, as I saw myself as an all-rounder, to to try and yeah, you know, bat high, um, and, and obviously take take as many wicks as I could to 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 help the team out, you know. So yeah, um, yeah. So uh, I can't remember the first the correspondence we have, but you know, the opportunity to get over and do it was 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 a no-brainer. Um, and obviously got there, and 2003 was when I went home early, wasn't it? I think that was the 
the first season. So I, injury, which which was my middle name, unfortunately, when people say my name sometimes. But you know, I, I had um, osteitis pubis, which was a, obviously a groin injury um, over and before coming over. But I'd managed, I sort of managed it, and and that was the reason I thought I could continue to come over and, and do it. We got there, and um, my partner at the time and I, and it was all fine. And then I started to get sore. But the, the thing about it, the great thing about the club, which we'll get to, was that, um, I, you know, I got put onto a great physio that kept me going and, 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 and told me what to do. And um, unfortunately, at the, you know, I got on to you know, I think 10 games and then, you know, sort of had to go home because it got to the point where, you know, it felt like, you know, osteitis pubis, that those, that, those that have felt it or had it, it felt like the, the pelvis was going to burst through the, the skin. It was so painful. But, um now I tried hard as I could, as hard as I could to to, uh, to keep going, but unfortunately, uh, it wasn't it wasn't to be. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I guess the rest is history. But you know, going on again, you're probably going to touch on it, Jess. But going on from last night, the the thing for me, the drive for me was when I, when leaving. You know, when I did after a short amount of time, which I felt at the time was letting the club down. It was the drive of you know reading the history of Lower House and then not winning a cup or a championship, that was the drive for me to come back. And unfortunately, <laughs> listen to Macca last night, he got in before me. You know, he, he did it, which was fantastic. Um, um, but he did it, he beat me to it. <laughs> uh, Joe Beneducci was saying, it, you know, it was all fluke and all these amateurs just, you know, mm. it, it's a lot of bollocks are. It was, that, that side was ready. The amateurs at the time when Macca came over were ready for winning things. And you look at the amount of players that played in 2003, you know, and you know when you came back in two thousand and six and two thousand and seven, the amateurs weren't ready with twenty five players, different players playing mm. in in the side. The young lads weren't coming through, you know, enough. So I must say, when it, David Wren, you know, he did all his research and his homework, it was so exciting for the. I remember it because obviously I was still playing then. The, an mm. Australian cricketer was going to come over because prior to you, David did fantastic work in his research. And, you know, pray to you, Jack Rudolph and John Kent and Mark, Martin Van Yarsfeld and these sort of people. And then the one before that was Matthew Mott, who yeah. was, you know, a, you know, certainly a young Australian, very keen cricketer. So to have you coming over was, was fantastic for us. And I'll never forget, like I said, I was playing. And the first game you played, we were at church away. Uh, and I said, oh, you bowled a lot of overs. I'll never forget, a lad from work came watching, who was he's a big cricket fan. And he just could not believe the pace that you bowled on that first uh, that first game. I don't know if you can remember it or Gary. I don't know if you were there watching it. Um, I think the the biggest thing that struck us not playing uh, anymore, but sort of watching and uh, from the sideline, and obviously keen to see uh, fortunes of the club move forward. I think it was it was just evident straight up that um, you obviously super respected in the dressing room and sort of cared to actually do well for the club. You, you were engaged with for, for, for the season and, and that sounds a bit cold but obviously it may, you, you developed more friendships and, and, and came back for a, uh, in 2006 but I think that, that effort on the pitch never mind the fact that supporters soon latched on to you being a bit of an entertainer match winner etc um, and we were discussing this with Andrew the other day in terms of what that perception of a professional's role is when Andrew came that team was more formed and more complete and he felt more of a contributor than I guess maybe in 2003 where that side, the amateur side had some good players but there was still a few gaps there and I guess just the feeling around the place was that the professional was still there in some ex- to some extent to win games so did that transfer in terms of the, 
what was the excitement from supporters about when they when they saw some of your performances? Did that build on you at all, or was that uh, yeah. more more of a challenge to, to get the job done? Yeah, I mean, I, I learned that in a, that in that short period when I was there the first time, and that's what made me want to come back. I felt I felt as though I I, I owed the club, I owed the supporters when I left early, and I I just hated you know leaving because I just I, when I walked in, Renner's my God, Dave Wren, you know, for, for, for me, was obviously there's a lot of people, a lot, a lot of people uh, uh, contribute to the, to the club. But Wren is for me, I just I said, I heard, I heard Dooch saying last night, you know, it was, it was, it was unplanned. But I, I felt as though he, Wren is, I should say, he, he, he found someone that was going to be at the time contributing to the club, ultimately, but the team. And he got those right people in. And you, the guys you speak about, myself and, and, and um, Maka, Moddy, who you know, I used to sit next to at work, and Van Yalsford, all these guys that did well at the club. And he's obviously invested. He, he, he did a lot of in, investigating with these sort of the guys um, that he got in. You know, it's funny. Like, 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 like you say, Jez, he, he, he's, uh, he sort of dismissed it a bit last night, Dooch. But, you know, Maka was right where... He, the way you see it, the way we saw it, the way he saw it, when I heard, when the way Mac saw it, and the way I understood it was that not not that yes, it's amateur cricket, but yes, also, also you look about it was also it was almost like Renners and the people around Renners and the people in the club were were, were were building a club because the people that were there that would all you know would do certain roles and that was the way that was the way you build success and from from an outsider now that was the way. You know, we won flags. Well, you, well we won. We we at Lower House that we won flags, and 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 the the feeling in the club that was the thing that the the the, the, uh, the passion to play for the club was was there, and that was why I, I had to come back after two thousand and three to to try and do that. I wanted two thousand and five. I was supposed to come back, and that was the year we won it. <laughs> and I was filthy when we when I wasn't there, obviously, but I came back the year after. But um, yeah, it, it was it was a club that um, well, it is a club that you know I. If I could, if I could tomorrow, I'd come and play back. I'd come and play this season. I'd love to be back there. Gordon, Gordon, send more hosts to save the hosts. 